The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's a Friday! And you're here. I'm here. You're here. Wow. We're all everywhere. My ears are bleeding. Oh, shut it. You like I might need some new it. headphones. You needed it. We'll wake up call to you all. It's Friday. And, uh, we're all here. Grateful to have you all, wherever, however you are. Joining us, Eric Franson and Amal J. Salveson. Man, this day, Dr. Pepper has got me going. It's got you juiced? Wow. Yeah. God, what'd you do to this thing? Jeez. It's good a, stuff. I got a headache, too. Uh, we have uh, breezed through our first hour. Our second hour is incredibly shortened because of uh, Nate Kregman and this week in the Mountain West, which starts at 5.30. So in that case, we have a pair of tickets, a pair of Utah State Aggie football tickets to uh, their game tomorrow versus Stony Brook at 5.30 p.m. sharp. And you can win those tickets by calling in and answering this question, Eric. Yes. What's the question? What's the question? That is You're asking the que- me what the question is? Well, that's the question. It's what is the question? What's the, so we're questioning what the question is. Yeah. Well, the question is what is the question? Okay. Just questioning your motives behind asking what the question is. If, anyway. So Utah State football played their opener, season opener at Wake Forest. Last hour, we talked about how an Aggie player did something that had never been done in his debut. And that was Jalen Warren rushing for over 100 yards in his very first game as an Aggie. That For this pair of tickets, you will need to correctly identify or correctly tell us uh, about another great Aggie performance on Saturday, or excuse me, last Friday, and that was what David Woodward did. He had an incredible game. How many tackles did David Woodward tally in the game against Wake Forest, how many tackles did David Woodward have against the Demon Deacons? 435-752-1069. And you can, if you can correctly identify how many tackles David Woodward had, we will give you a pair of tickets to tomorrow night's football game between Utah State and Stony Brook. Now, we are giving these away this afternoon, but our offices are closed and so it's a little bit harder to get them so here's how you get the tickets we announced who's going to win them right now but uh, the way to win or to get them physically in hand is by showing up to our live broadcast for uh is your microphone still on <laughs> it sounds like your microphone's still on anyway uh to come pick them up at our live broadcast at Locker 42 tomorrow afternoon, starting at 3.30, Al Lewis, Craig Hislop, they'll be at Locker 42. They're at 42 South Main with KVNU game day coverage. So uh, you can go pick up your tickets there. So Gary Smith, he won our tickets last hour. And Ajay, do we have a correct winner, a correct answer for this next pair of tickets? John Bohm called in. And John Bohm. John Bohm. Cool. I don't know if he's related to the great Rod Bohm, Hall of Fame writer. 24 tackles. Yes, that is correct. Is that ridiculous? Like, so, okay, I'll be honest. When he said that, I was like, 
can't be 24. And I had to think about it for just a moment. I was like, oh my gosh. David Woodward had 24 tackles yesterday. I mean, last Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, man. Incredible performance. And, he, and, and by the way, he forced two fumbles. He had three tackles for a loss. And, and he should have had a fumble return for, for, a, for a touchdown. touchdown. Got called back on a defensive penalty. Like, I mean, honestly, like, no, seriously. Like, that, like I, don't why, I don't know why it just hit me. But a, but a linebacker had 24 tackles in a game. Oh. Unreal. Rod, uh, not Rod. John Bohm is your winner. So, John, go to Locker 42 tomorrow. Eric will have a pair of tickets for you. Shake hands, say hi, ask questions. And everybody, go to Locker 42 tomorrow. Get your Aggie gear, okay? Dress the right way. Remember, it's striped the stadium, so make sure you know whatever section you're in. Wear that color. Don't be the weirdo who wears the wrong color because you're not dressing right. Um, and then, hey, if you have questions for Eric, go to go in during break and say, hey, want your thoughts on this guy? Want your thoughts on this player? What do they got to do? Uh, they'll be happy to say hi to you, and uh, and uh, you guys can let them or you guys can pick their brain. And don't forget, after the game, you can also call in uh, to KVNU and get your post game thoughts, opinions, and concerns in before bye week is coming up. So. Uh, remember, it's a stripe the stadium, like you said. And what you need to do, if you are sitting in an odd section, wear blue. So the tickets that we're giving away, it is an odd section. So when you get these, wear blue. If you're in an even section, wear white. So to stripe the stadium in the home opener against Stony Brook, if you know where you're sitting, make sure you pay attention to what you're going to be wearing when you arrive at the stadium. Uh, you don't want to be the only person wearing blue in a sea of white. You don't want to be the only person wearing white in a sea of blue. So if you're sitting in an even section, wear white. Wear dark red. If you're in an odd section, wear BYU blue. Wear blue. BYU blue. The correct Aggie blue. <laughs> so congrats to Gary Smith and John Bone, winners of the two pairs of tickets to uh, get them and their special one to a Utah State Aggie game, what we hope to be a Utah State dominating victory. Get those starters off by uh, halftime and and then uh, get yourself rested up uh, during the bye week before San Diego State in San Diego. Uh, Eric, another big week for the Mountain West Conference once again. A couple of teams have got Power 5 teams, uh, Nevada and uh Fresno State specifically. Nevada's got a daunting task of of taking on Oregon, who is very upset after losing a heartbreaker to Auburn. Um, and then uh, Fresno State has a chance to go pick up a, a Big Ten win versus uh, the Minnesota Gophers. I believe that's at home, isn't it? It is. That game's in Fresno, and I, I like Fresno's chances in this me one. Too. I thought oh, they, me too. They probably could have played USC a little better than what they did, but um, still, I thought it was a good performance from them. Minnesota... They did win their opener, but uh, Minnesota comes into the game favored by three. But I'd like the Bulldogs in this one, and it'll be seen on CBS Sports Network at the uh, 8.30 our time Saturday night. But Hawaii hosting Oregon State could be another that's chance. A, that's, that's, a win uh, for very, that's a winnable game Cole for the Warriors. should have a big day during that one. Uh, you know, what, 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 give me your thoughts on this. You know, actually, I'm going to play something for you, and I played this... Uh, yeah, two days ago, maybe yesterday, two days ago, actually, this is Rocky Long of, uh, the Aztecs. Yeah, the Aztecs. Did you hear this, by the way? No. This, this is Rocky Long. This is his thoughts on, 
these big Power 5 schools come to play uh, small, non-P5 teams. And uh, Rocky was uh, very confident as to why. We had a team in our league beat a team from a Power 5, four of the five Power 5 conferences. And I hear about how we don't play anybody at home, and two of those teams are coming here to play. I mean, uh, one of the teams in our league beat the ACC, they beat the Pac-12, they beat the Big Ten, they beat the SEC. Wyoming beat uh, Missouri, and if I remember right, that says SEC. And they're coming here for a home game. And so is Nevada, who beat the Big Ten. So I guess our schedule has gotten a lot better than everybody seems to be thinking it is. And our league is a whole lot better than everybody thinks it is. So please don't tell me about the lack of playing home games against good opponents and the lack of uh, good teams in our league. Now, you got any questions? <laughs> I uh, love team that. in our league beat. That's, I love that. That's I typical, Rocky. I absolutely love that. That is awesome. Uh, speaking of which, Brian Harson, whose team went over there to Florida State across the country and then just dog beat it, took him behind a woodshed and beat them up. Yeah, after being backyard. down 18 points, yeah. fought back, got the win, and got into the top 25 again. Uh, and, uh, the, of course, he has his own opinion about Power 5, Group of 5, you see some of these releases. Now these teams are referring to themselves as Autonomous Five, which I think is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But And why does the Mountain West agree to play that game? Um, but uh, to call them that. But Brian Harson, he was like, look, we're there's more parity than people are giving us credit for. Surprising to me because we play against these guys every year. And I think that's the one thing that people have to get over is this perception, you know, this power five, group of five deal. These guys are football players. I, I don't get all that. Somebody came up with it, that's fine. Um, that's really money-based when it comes down to it. And when you go play on the football field, money doesn't matter at that point. You're playing a game. You got a ball, you got pads, and you're out there competing for three and a half, four hours. So what does that have to do with anything? And Everybody's surprised you went out there and you beat a power five team and all that. Well, think about the time, kind of players that are coming out of these, all the teams, not, not just group of five, power five. There's good players everywhere. You've had a couple first-round picks. Uh, Josh Allen was a first-round pick at Wyoming, right? We had a first-round pick in Layton. Um, Hawaii has been playing really well. Coach Rolovich does a great job there. Uh, and so, you know, in Nevada, Purdue's a good football team. I've watched them. And I've seen what they've done. So for Nevada to go play that well, that's exciting for those guys, exciting for our league. Here's the thing on this, Eric. And I, I'm, I'm in the minority in this regard when I say this, but credit to the teams like Missouri and Purdue for leaving their, the, the comfy of their own, uh, you know, P5 territory and saying, you know what, we're going to go battle you. Uh, at your school. You're a non-Power 5 school. It's probably Leicester Conference. It's a risk to play you because if we beat you, great. We're supposed to. If we lose to you, now we look really bad. But a credit to Missouri, to Purdue, for just going outside the battle. Oregon State, Arizona. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, absolutely. And those are... It, they are coming to those places to play these games. And I think 
They only do that because the Mountain West looks a little more legitimate. Maybe we'll see more of these start to happen because it's not a bad thing to go to a Mountain West school to play them uh, and because they're going to help your strength of schedule. They're going to look okay. They're going to be a tough team. They're going to have a tough conference. So the thing that pains me, though, hearing Coach Long and Coach Harson, the only thing that pains me hearing what they had to say about the Mountain West and what they were able to do against all these quote-unquote Power 5 schools is that Utah State, is that Utah State was yeah. left out and, oh, they should have been included. Because yep. how nice would it have been? Like, okay, SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten, whatever, and then you include the ACC. Not once, but twice. <sighs> yep, not once, but twice. Uh, but again, uh, respect to Missouri, to, per, uh, to Purdue, for leaving the comforts of your own home on a, uh, on a uh, preseason game, if you will. Include Arizona game. in that, too. Yeah, Arizona, going out to Hawaii. Uh, and, and going out and playing somebody else. And, and that's I will absolutely put respect on that for them for doing that. Uh, but again, credit to them from out west for taking care of business, right? I mean, Nevada, Wyoming, beating Missouri. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, it's really surprising. But I think one of the bigger matchups, too, is uh, San Diego State at UCLA. UCLA struggled against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati really took it to them. San Diego State, though, struggled against Weber State. They struggled to really do anything offensively. So uh, their defense against Chip Kelly trying to install a new offense for the Bruins, that could be a really interesting matchup Saturday afternoon on the Pac-12 Network. Yeah, should be a dandy. Uh, what, uh, I guess, in regards of which game do you look forward to? Is it the uh, Nevada-Oregon game? Or is there something else that stands out to you that says this this could actually be more, and I guess, uh, what well, would you call it? Just exciting. I think I'll be paying attention to Nevada-Oregon, see how real is Nevada. Nevada, yeah. Um, well, we Oregon remember, Oregon's is favored by football. 24 and a half. That game is going to be at Oregon. Uh, that's a tough draw, but uh, I'll also be paying really close attention to Fresno State. How well are they going to do against Minnesota? Uh, how well do they bounce back and adjustments that they make? Or are they are is it kind of an off year as they've they're the special players that made that that special run for them the last few years? They're gone. Um, what what do they look like? So I may be paying closest attention to Fresno State, Minnesota. I'll keeping an eye on San Diego State, UCLA, and then also to see what Nevada is. Are they for real? Uh, or was that just a kind of a, an emotional blip that they got against Purdue that was not prepared for the regular season? Other games coming up around the country. Uh, speaking of top 25 in Boise State, again, they play tonight against Marshall, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, that game is on ESPN2. Uh a couple of uh, top 25 matchups, and not just the 22 versus 21s. This is 12 versus 1. Texas A&M heads to Clemson, ranked number 12th in the country, to face the number 1 ranked Tigers. Uh, Clemson, 16.5-point favorites. Wow. That should be a really fun game. 130 on ABC. Uh, Texas A&M has been improving, making themselves uh, more of a threat in college football. Clemson... Dominating performance in week one. How well do they look in week two? Um, I'm also going to be looking at Cincinnati and Ohio State. Mm. Um, Ohio State, some people are putting them in their college football playoff top four. Uh, but Cincinnati's a team that's looking pretty good. Had a great run last year. 
had a good opener against uh, UCLA uh, last week. But really, the besides the Clemson-Texas A&M matchup, really the biggest one of the of the weekend is what's going on in Arlington, Texas, or excuse me, Austin, Texas. That's right. LSU in Texas, number six ranked Tigers, number ninth ranked Texas Longhorns. You want a good look at LSU and what they're all about? LSU is not going to put in a vanilla game plan for this one. This one means the absolute world. If you can go beat a top 10 ranked Power 5 program on the road, that's three key things, three key ingredients to the committee being like, yep, you're a college football playoff team. On the road, Power 5, top 10 ranked. Get a win there, and LSU is in sexy prime position to be on that college football playoff committee's eyes. And not to mention, that could be the highest-ranked team, assuming that LSU runs the table up to Utah State, the highest-ranked team that Utah State has ever faced in school football history. I mean, you if number one, two, or three fall, which Clemson could, uh, you could see LSU maybe in that top-four position uh, by the end of that, uh, by the I guess the end of Monday night. Yeah, I mean Georgia didn't look all that great in their opener. No, I mean they got the win, but if they, you know, if they look lackluster uh, again, I guess it's Murray State, but still, uh, if they don't blow your socks off, I think it'd be easy for some people to say, "Look, LSU did. The, if they get the win over Texas, they should be one of the top teams in the country." Mm-hmm just based on what they've done in the first few weeks. Pac-12 gets underway uh, in regards to their conference play. Number 23, Stanford at USC. A lot of Utah fans asking, what is USC about? They squeaked by Fresno State 31-23 last week, so they want to say, hey, is this team for real? They get a shot at proving so against David Shaw, number 23, Stanford. This game has a lot of intrigue to it in a lot of different ways because whoever wins already has a front position at a Pac-12 championship appearance. Well, uh, USC's favored by two and a half in this one, even though Stanford is a top 25 team. Uh, But uh, that could be a really interesting matchup later in the evening, Saturday night. Uh, This is just for comical purposes, I say this. Mexico State at Alabama. What do you think the the spread is right now for Alabama? Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to look it up just yet. I'm going to say the spread for Alabama... 38 points. Try 55 and a half. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I'd almost want to take the over on that. Wow. I almost want to take the over on that. New Mexico State. Remember the big old fun rivalry between Nebraska and Colorado that used to be in the 90s? Oh, it was a great, great rivalry historically. No, number 25, Nebraska will head to Colorado. Obviously, Colorado is not a good football team. This isn't 1997 anymore. They looked uh, better. I mean, they, they looked did. okay when they played Colorado State, though I don't, not sure really what Colorado State is just yet, but Colorado pulled away in the second half in their rivalry game. Uh, Nebraska, I think a lot's riding on Coach Frost and how well he's going to do at trying to turn things around at Nebraska, but... Um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting matchup. One thirty on Fox on Saturday. Number 13, Utah will host Northern Illinois. Utah favored by 22.5, rightfully. So the game I want to ask you before we go to break, Eric, BYU at Tennessee and Volunteer State. Does BYU get an upset win over here? I don't think BYU gets the win. I think they play them close. I don't think Tennessee is is that great, but uh, I generally don't think BYU is that great. And BYU would need to play great to get the win there. On the road at Neyland Stadium, um, Tennessee's embarrassed by what happened to them last week. They're going to come out with their hair on fire, try to prove something. Uh, 
Uh, and BYU, I don't know. They had, they've got a lot of things they got to try to fix and find answers to, and I don't know if they can do that in one week against an opponent like Tennessee. All right, got to go to break. Coming back, we'll get you ready for Team USA, more FIBA World Cup competition as they're in the tournament. Uh, nice win over Japan, much needed dominating win. Uh, they continue play this weekend. What do we see happening? Do they survive the second round of the FIBA World Cup? It's all coming up. Eric France and LJ Salveson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan- Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Staring at. Sorry, these headphones are screwy. So when you talk to me, I think you're on the air. Yeah, like you were like, hey, on that phone call, are you on the air? No, my mic's off, dude. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta get new headphones anyway. No, you just need to get younger. Eric France and LJ Salves at 106 and FM 1390 AM. You fan. figure out how I can do that, I will pay you whatever <laughs> you want. I should be getting paid whatever I want already. <laughs> Full Court Press, so good to have you all along on a Friday evening. What a blast this has been. Remember, at 5.30, it's going to be Nate Kregman. And this week in the Mountain West, taking over for us, getting you ready. Recapping last week, getting you ready for this weekend. And conference play, Eric, conference play, two weeks away already after a bye week. Back-to-back games at San Diego State, at home against Colorado State. Uh, Which game are you a little bit more worried about if you were to be? Uh, are you ready to? Are you worried about that San Diego State team at home, or is it Colorado State and what they did to Utah State last year, and that revenge factor that they have on their minds? No, I'm more worried about San Diego State. I'm more worried about the Aztecs. Uh, it just it's been a tough team to beat. The way that they run their their system, um, they're always a really tough team. One of the top teams in the Mountain West. That's uh, I'm more worried about that one than than the Rams. So Utah State knows they got away with one. Oh yeah. So they know they've got to come more prepared and better. But they're they know they can beat Colorado State. Uh, it's been tough to have that mental edge over the Aztecs. For Team USA, it was a dominating fifty-three point win over Japan, just as everyone had expected. It was the old Team USA, the team that everybody reminds of in 2012, 16, 2008, 1992. But this FIBA team doesn't have any of those high-level superstars. They get now ready for Giannis the Freak and Greece coming up on uh, Saturday morning at 6.30 a.m. Mountain Time. But after their dominating win over Japan, here's Donovan Mitchell on that same attitude and that same kind of play that they've been getting throughout the uh, tournament so far. Just continue A, doing what we do, and on top of that, just being the defensive best that we've been. And I think that'll start with the guards, being able to pressure the guards, make it tough on the looks. A little tough to hear, but he's talking about the defensive side, especially that defensive side. It doesn't start with Rudy Gobert when he's not there. It doesn't start with, with uh, you know, uh, the, the big men down there. It starts with the guards up at top. Donovan Mitchell, Kemba Walker. I feel like, Eric, that they do have the guards to lock down top guards around the world. Yeah, and that's what they're going to need to do, especially if Giannis is going to be playing a little bit more down low. But what's interesting, scouting Greece, they've been playing Giannis at more of the center position. I think that against, and that's basically, they do that because of what opposing teams are doing with their 
uh, zone defenses. Uh, Team USA hasn't been playing very much of that. They're playing more man. And so Giannis probably is going to feel more comfortable than he's felt this whole tournament when he faces the Americans because these are all guys, NBA guys. He knows them. He knows how they work. He knows how to play against their systems. Where in other games, every game's been a little bit different. Brazil was very physical with him. They knew they could get away with more because FIBA is more physical than the NBA. They would throw exotic uh, zone defenses out there that you don't normally see in the NBA. So it's going to be a real challenge for Team USA against Greece because of Giannis is going to feel more comfortable and more at ease and may actually have a little bit more freedom than he's had in the last couple of games. Mitchell on Greece. Hey, everybody. It's RJ South. That's not it. Wow. Oh, hi, RJ. Leave me alone. We all obviously know him from the league, but I think for us, just continuing to make it hard on him. I mean, as much stuff as much as we can. I think we'll rely on Chris and Brooke a lot for the scouting report. Uh, again, he's talking about the scouting report, and they're going to have to rely a lot on that because they haven't really have a lot of film on team, and it's kind of hard to do so in the FIBA World Cup. Uh, but, you know, he's right. It's, uh, it, it's all about, uh, again, defensively setting the tone. If they can set the tone defensively, then, uh, then a teams around the world can just—it's almost like intimidation factor. Right. It'd be interesting. Are they? Will they be more physical than they normally have been? Because it's allowed. Uh, FIBA World Cup doesn't let stars get away with much. Mm-hmm. In fact, it goes a little bit opposite. Mm-hmm. In in the NBA, a star usually gets preferential treatment on what they can get away with. But in FIBA World Cup, it's actually quite opposite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how will Team USA go up against him? You know, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, they're teammates of Giannis. You know, they've been in their, everybody's ear about how to defend him. Uh, guys that have faced him in the playoffs, uh, faced him in the regular season. But it's not just Giannis. Greece doesn't have a lot besides him. So if you can do your best to deny him the ball and make it tough on the guards up front, the initial point of attack, that's when USA is going to have their advantage. All right, we'll see you Monday. Recap it all. You Aggies, Tony Burke tomorrow, 530. We'll see you then.